The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech Athletics Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man? Man, I am just ready to dive into this dominating 73-57 Texas Tech win over Michigan today. Doesn't that feel good to beat them again? My oh, gosh. Man. Yeah, just just a you know, pretty much a domination from start to finish. Cambridge with 17 points. I, I I'm just not even sure where to start. I, you know, this team's been kind of confusing to say the least. <laughs> even this week. But, but yeah, I mean, it's however you want to tackle that. I'm, I'm ready to talk about it. That was perfect. That was perfect. Uh, yeah, I was joking with Michael before the game even started. I was like, we may just do like a, a, a Michigan instant reaction, depending on how the, how the football game goes. And I'm kind of feeling like we should just. Which punt. that game is, you know, not to really distract too much from it, but that game is almost as baffling as the one we just watched, which we will actually talk a little bit more about the 57-7 depancing of your <laughs> Texas Tech Red Raiders and in the state capitol as UT makes their way out the out to the the bountiful fields of the Southeastern Conference. But yeah, both just kind of it's early in the season for basketball, so I haven't reached a point to where I'm going to get too crazy about it. But yeah, this this game was just it blew my mind. I, I don't know. I, I knew Tech was going to really be up against it this week. We didn't record, uh, but spoiler alert: if we'd record, I think I had like a 35-21 UT win. I thought it was going to be a two touchdown win and it was going to be a tall order for, for tech to, to really make a go of it. But when your offense can't move the ball and you have a couple of big plays given up on defense, despite holding that offense for five field goal attempts in a row, it's not going to go your way, man. It's, and, and you've got a commissioner who inadvertently fired up the wrong team, I guess. And everybody's backs against the wall because, you know, poor little old, little old UT. Nobody believes in, in them. I mean, they just, they've just got everything, everything stacked against them. I, you know, you, you feel for them. So, yeah, that man. was that was something we may not have accounted for enough. Is is how little they care about this game that they cared so much about this game. Something I wasn't really prepared 
to account for. So what do you got? Where do you want to start, man, on this just awful, awful four hour, four hours to get this thing going? Sickening. How did this game take four hours? There were like 38 pass attempts. Uh, I know there are a lot of injuries. There were a lot of injuries and I'm not, I'm not going to try to make any jokes or anything on that, but just insane that this just prolonged the agony that much longer for, for all of us tech fans. So speaking of injuries, I want to wish Cameron Watts well, hopefully it's his not too serious when you get carted off the field and a neck brace and you don't move. Granted the, the broadcast was saying he was moving arms and legs before uh, the training staff got there. So, um, okay. But still like you, you would have hoped for a wave or a thumbs up or something on the way out. And he didn't. Um, it, it felt like in the first half, like things were kind of snowballing against Texas. Like, like they were losing guys at every position. Granted they, they started off the day without their top running back Brooks and Baxter went down uh, Worthy was was walked off the off the field and went to the, the locker room. Their tight end Sanders went off the field. Um, they were losing defenders. It was like, man, like in terms of health and opportunity, like like there felt like there should have been more 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 space there, more breathing room for Tech. And my gosh, uh, it didn't matter. Um, you moved the ball in just ineffectively that's <laughs> dumb you were inconsistent when you you did, you did have some success uh you couldn't you couldn't put things together your your receivers couldn't catch a ball when they did catch a ball they were short of the line to gain um you would think that that would have been addressed by now but um you know third and five let's run a two a two yard route. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that was a play call or the coaching, either way, that's still fault. Like, to me, that falls on, on, on the coaching staff, right? Like you're either coaching it or allowed to happen, right? Like we, we've heard that adage so many times. If your receivers continue to do this through as many weeks as we've complained about this, then like you're not doing your job as a coach to coach them how to, to do it otherwise. Um, you couldn't catch the ball. I mean, it, it, I don't know if there was a lack of effort, lack of what, I mean, your top receiver, Koi Eakin, four catches on nine targets. Taj Brooks was your second leading receiver. Also had four catches. Yeah. And two of those were in the first, what, two or three drives. I, I know. Yeah. At least the, the first, first play, play of the game. Yeah. And it was, yeah. that, oh, that was screen. one screen. That'll get, a, that'll get the chains moving. A throw to the sideline. Uh, Xavier white, three catches on five targets. Uh, McCray, two catches on four targets. And one of, one of McCray had a drop that may have been Morton's best thrown ball ever. Mm. I just couldn't, he hit him in such stride on a well-run route and 
McCray dropped it, but he made up for it with that 55 yard punt return, a punt return, kickoff return, mm-hmm. just a, a, what felt like a few plays later, which uh, between that and the pass interference call was the only way Tech was able to get in the end zone all night. Yeah. Um, it's interesting in, in, in the sense that like he's kind of protected because he didn't actually end up on the stat sheet, but like Duran Bradley, just what a terrible game. No catches. So he doesn't, like I said, not on the, on the, on the stat sheet. I don't know how many times he was targeted. Uh, I, know, I know there were people saying that a couple of the interceptions were, were almost directly attributed to him giving up on a route there was a near interception uh, because Eakin had an in, inside breaking route and then he took a couple of steps and did basically just stopped. Uh, the ball went to where I probably would have been had he, you know, finished his route and ended up in the hands of a defender who didn't catch it. But he breaks his route to the inside. The ball would have been there, but he's standing still. I I have some more thoughts on as far as the receiving core, not, not to beat him up anymore than they already have been and probably deserve. But a depressing thought is how does this offense get better between now and next year? This was a a game without Miles Price. It was announced before that he thought he might be able to go. And then it was confirmed in the pregame, at least on Double T 97.3, that he was not going to go tonight. So we saw an offense without Miles Price an offense that had Tharp have one catch on two targets. Cup had a catch, but I think that was way late when the game, I mean, the game was in hand pretty early on, but I think that's one of my main takeaways and worries is just what does this personnel look like next year? Whether Kitley's there or not, whether that's, what you think is the solution to this problem? How, how does, how does this personnel move the ball next year? And I'm having trouble finding out how, because price won't be here. We saw what that looked like with him gone. Teeter and cup are gone. I know they're back up and at least Tharp's coming back, but we don't use our tight ends. So that kind of doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, not I'm not sure about sure the young guys, guys on the guys outside. On the, outside. Uh, uh, the other guys, guys were losing. We're losing, we're losing Fungi, even though he's not playing much. much. We're, losing we're losing Xavier, Xavier White. White. The, big the big elephant, elephant in the room. room. We're, losing we're losing Taj, Taj Brooks. Brooks. We've already lost already Tyler Shuck, which we haven't we talked haven't about because that's been recorded since then. Our second leading rusher. Even though he only played four games. So I don't, so I don't, I don't know what this, know what this offense looks, looks like, like next year. year. I, don't I don't know how it gets, how it gets better. better. It's already, it's already they, went they went on tonight, tonight to, not to not score. And so I did, so I did this, this math, math during the during game, game. And, and Texas, Texas Tech, Tech went, went in tonight, tonight averaging 28.6 points, points per game. And after and tonight, after tonight, it's going to be 26.8, which is their lowest by almost three points in the last 16 years. And I haven't looked beyond that, but I should. Because I'm curious, I'm curious now. I mean, I feel I like feel maybe like one of Leach's first, first years. I know that the, the, the win-loss record, win-loss was, record was, not good, was not good. 
But I bet his offense will put up some points. points. I, I just I feel just like we'll have to go back to Dykes, Dykes to have less than 26.8 points per game on offense. When your defense, aside from Snipe, boy, that's going to be an outlier. They were they came into the game giving up about 24 a game, which is really low for Texas Tech. But this off, I, I that's what was. Sticking out Sticking to me, out to I, just me. I just don't, don't see how this, how this offense, offense gets better, gets better in the offseason. Off season. Even, Even with, with what's it, what's Micah Hudson? Micah Hudson? <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, I really, I really am bad with keeping bad up with, keeping guys, with guys until guys they're here. here. But I believe, but I believe he's, coming. he's coming. Everything, Everything he's, he's shown, shown and indicated on Twitter, on Twitter shows that. Shows so that. I'm, so I'm, I'm taking the young man for his word, but he's not going to be – Able to, able fix, to everything. fix everything. All right, can you hear me now? I can. I, can. I, I just kind of rambled for a while. Yeah, well. And I, you were coming and going, so I thought, I'm just going to keep going until he kind of pipes up. Hopefully we're, hopefully we're good. Yeah, so I... I wanted uh, to respond to what you were saying about how the offense, uh, we're not sure what the offensive production what's going to look like next year. Um, I, I, I saw some hand wringing on, on a, on a forum about, uh, there was a receiver commit, uh, over the holidays. Um, I'm talking about like, you can't load up on this many receivers. You can, because you have to, because there's going nobody left. Uh, Eakin is not a big 12 leading receiver. Eakin, Aiken, whatever his name is. I, I, I should spend 37 seconds to figure out how to pronounce his name. Um, Jordan Brown, he's not an answer. Um, you mentioned everybody else that you're losing. Like, um, that that's that's a that's a failure of, of the coaching staff. Um, how you. All right, you back? Yes, yes I saw I in the saw comments, comments that, I'm that I'm echoing, and I can I hear, hear it too, too, but I couldn't hear it until you left and came back. back. I thought I that thought might that help. Is but it still I doing it? I think it's, it's, I think it's, it's still, still there. there. Yeah. yeah. Good Lord. This is, hey, this hey, is still this going is better, better than the tech game did. I'm sorry, y'all, about the echoes. Not sure what to do about that. So Spencer's left, and I guess he'll come back. And we'll see how that goes. I, I think what I should do is go to the YouTube comments. So we got some from last sunrise. There was absolutely no football today. Uh, we have a very long way to go to be anything like the team. We just got whooped by. Uh, Chase is mentioning during Watts's, Watts's injury. injury. UT, UT played, played music, music the entire, entire time, time he was, he was down, down, which, which is, is not a good, not look. A good look. Oh, and, oh, and, and, and yeah, yeah, I think, I we, think covered we covered this earlier, earlier about, about McRae's kickoff, kickoff return, return in the PI. PI. That's the only way Tech got into the end zone. zone. Uh, he's, uh, he's suggesting maybe buy the entire, entire Alabama, Alabama O-line, O-line on an NIL deal. I think it's – I could still hear an echo on my end. But hopefully, hopefully y'all don't y'all hear it, hear at least in the recording. recording. 
Uh, I was just going through comments, Spencer. I'm going to read a couple more from, I was like Emilio. Sorry. It, I just don't have like the brain power sometimes to read when a bunch of words are typed without a space. I don't, it's, it's a me problem, but goes on to say we were sold a lie this season. I hope it's the fuel to jumpstart next season. No pride for the finale against Texas, man. That is true. That just a, a feeling of defeat, you, you know, even today, knowing that it was going to be really tough to beat this Texas team in their house. Just what a demoralizing, embarrassing way to lose. And and I don't know how much this spreads over to the bowl game. You know, if, if morale just kind of dips uh, going into the bowl game, if preparation starts to, you know, you start to see some things slip. I mean, this is really where you're going to see McGuire earn his paycheck, his paycheck and keeping this team motivated and keeping them focused and wanting to play and wanting to win and wanting to play hard against whoever they end up facing in the bowl game, because it can be really easy to have a sloppy team come in committing a lot of penalties. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of those years, you know, the year Tuberville left, I can't remember the exact bowl game, but tech played a bowl game without Tuberville on the sidelines. I mean, it was just chippy the whole time and players were just not disciplined and everybody was just ticked off. You could just feel it. And I'm hoping that's not what this is headed towards. This will really be a kind of a gut check time for him to make sure he can hold that locker room and play and keep these guys emotions in check and not have them going out in a bowl game and just playing mad or playing like they don't care. All right. One more test. Can you hear me? Is it echoing still? I can hear you and I've got no echo on my end. I think we're good now. I hate this stupid thing. dude. <laughs> I've, been, got the, missed, I've got the, missed re- half the podcast. Spencer. I'm sorry. No, I, I've, I've heard most of it. I just couldn't, like I had to be on mute and I was turning stuff off and on and I've got the return paperwork in my email, uh, but with being out of town and politics, <laughs> it's stupid piece of junk is still here. I should have even fired it up. Chase uh, reminded me it was the Texas Bowl and Amaro got ejected. And I think he'd been hurt up until that bowl game, possibly. I don't remember if he played before it or not. Uh, I know he went down versus West Virginia, but then I can't remember if he came back. He's saying it's all fixed too, so – we're both good to keep rolling. What, what, what else would you like to discuss about this wonderful game? You know, the end of this storied rivalry. I, I think Texas ends with just a slightly. Let me let me look at this because I, I pulled this up earlier, and you know we were we were on the verge of really gaining on this record today, but it just it just wasn't in the cards for us. So somehow I don't think you're you're telling the truth, Michael. Well, well Texas Tech has won 18 games in this series looking for number 19 today, but instead uh, the series will end in UT's favor, 55 to 18, just the thinnest of margins. So just neck and neck with this team. I, you know, I looked it up. I'm, I'm 40 years old and in my lifetime, Texas tech has won 13 times. So I was, I was really clamoring for, you know, number 14, 
in this in this series, but in did my, not get uh, that today. In my fandom, in my time of being a fan of Texas Tech, they've won four times. And lost one, two, three. Oh, hold on. I got to go back one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 10, 11, 12. So 13 and four are the Longhorns against Texas Tech in my, my time as a fan slash student. So it's fantastic. Do you want to talk uh, how much it sucks to come out of halftime? and give up a kickoff return t- touchdown? No. <laughs> okay. It sucked. We could just agree. And, and can agree that, was that it sucked. Uh, yeah. That was the most unideal way to start a second half. Um, I mean, you we got, got a couple other back on the field, but yeah, that didn't yeah. really matter much. It gave, it, it gave your defense a little bit longer of a break. A couple other stats for you here. The... The offense averaged 13 yards per drive. They had an average third down distance of 7.4 yards. Had six three and outs. And punted the ball one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times. So had more punts than points. Um, let's see what else. What else we got here? There were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight drives in single-digit yards or negative. So can't wait for another year of this offense without Taj Brooks or Miles Price. Your longest drive of the night was 44 yards. Yeah. And that was set up by a 55 yard kickoff return and a PI. That was, let me see what that was. That was the one we were talking about earlier. Yeah. So uh, even, even the, the, the 44 yards or whatever it was, wasn't actually the yards you picked up. No. With your offense moving the ball. Uh, you held Texas to no points on, Four drives, if I'm reading this correct. One punt, interception, punt, downs. Correct. And you scored once. Yes. So. Defense, I mean, you know, I guess one of the big things, and really a big thing, Hutchings didn't play. I was at the UCF game, so I didn't really know what all had happened. And, you know, how, how much he was going to be able to come back or not this week. So he was out. I know that Banks and McAlpine, I believe, were kind of trying to rotate in. No Linton, but that's been known for a while. Uh, Rodriguez, actually, they're redshirting him. He wasn't even at the game. So they didn't even take him. But, you know, defensively, I felt like they did all they could in the first half. And then I think after that kickoff return, which was followed by a three and out on the offense, it was just, I think, I think everybody kind of folded up shop at that point. Is this correct that Josiah Pierre led the team in tackles tonight? 
That's what I'm seeing too. Yeah, 13 total tackles. I don't remember seeing him on the field. <laughs> Is that bad? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he played. I, I think there was just so much garbage time in this game, it was hard to keep up with who did what. So who knows? I mean, R- Robert's been up there with 12 tackles makes sense. Basketball, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Lux. Bradford. I mean, the rest of it makes sense, but yeah. I didn't think Pierre played, but I guess he did. Um, I don't know. Man, the whole thing just sucks. Uh, and 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 I'll just say, I, uh, nothing I'm going to say is going to uh, influence this because I'm just I'm just a dude with a with a microphone. Um, like we've got to figure something else out on offense. And I, I don't I don't know what that means. I don't I don't know like from what I, I've been told by somebody that would know better, Kitley is here until he leaves on his own. Like he's not being fired. So strap in for another year of of this kind of offense um in year three where just just disastrous nonsensical decision making and uh questionable play calling and preparation and coaching and development across the board uh for year three um and unless that unless for for whatever reason that's changed tonight. Um, but I'd heard this before the UCF game. Like, no, he's not, he's Joey's not going to fire Killy. Um, so I I don't, I don't know if it's just like, he's, he's, he's committed to to his guy. Like he hired him as, as his first offensive coordinator, his first as a head coach. But, um, Killy apparently, at least as, as of the last I heard, is going to have to leave on his own for us to have any kind of difference on the uh, offensive corner spot there. Um, I mean, you can and you can't fault him for having to play three quarterbacks because he's not making the decisions or he's not, uh, you know, he's not the one that's breaking people's legs. (laughs) He's not in the sideline bashing people, but uh, it's his play calling that's that's leading to this, and and his his coaching and, and teaching. Um, again, that's 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 unfair to say. Like he, he has directly played a role in Shuck's injury, his leg being broken, um, or Morton's shoulder. But if you're down to one quarterback left on your roster, and you're running a lot of quarterback power, like. I've got to question your decision-making, your trust on the guys behind him. Um, we saw what Jake Strong was capable of doing, and, and you thought it was okay to run Baron Morton as much as you did. Um, we knew that they were – like, we, we forget that Will Burns is also a quarterback on this roster, but when it came down to who would be, who would be playing next behind uh, strong it was let's see who could have played quarterback in high school but in fact was a wide receiver let's let's have him line up uh, as a backup um, knowing that and then seeing the play calling is like it's 
questionable to me, man. Um, continuing to call those passes to the sideline uh, that effectively get nothing um, is is questionable. Like we would talk about uh, beating our heads against the wall. Like there were times when when we were we were frustrated that we weren't running the ball enough, and 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 Kit was like, "Well, we 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 can't we can't run it into, into heavy boxes. We can't just." beat our heads against the wall because it's not working. It's like, you know what, what you did do that was beating your head against the wall was some of those stupid freaking passes to the sideline. Um, you know, never, I mean, I, there were very short stretches of time throughout this season where you could say we probably ran Brooks too many times. It was, it got to be too, too predictable. And it was actually wearing down Brooks. Like he was beginning to lose his effectiveness because as good as he is, even with the, the the defense knowing that the ball was going to him, he was still able to make a lot of plays on his own. Um. So I I, I just I I wanted to share that little tidbit that we may be stuck with Kitley unless he finds a an offer somewhere else to be a head coach. Then I would question what that school is trying to do. Um. What they saw, but. It, there's just been so many times, so much. I wouldn't even say anecdotal, but like there are numbers to be spun in a way that you can make it look like Kitley was a successful offensive coordinator here. And I think that's what would be used to defend him. Um, I know that he tried to use one of those stats in his favor when he was defending why he wasn't running Brooks more. Um. So if you look at that, you're like, well, he was the he was the offensive coordinator when you had the the best rushing performance you've had in, in in a decade. True, and did it almost single handedly. Like Brooks had no no rest, no reprieve. Like the lead, second leading rusher on the team was a quarterback that hasn't played in six weeks or longer. Um. Valdez, did did he finally ever pass him? I don't think he did. Yeah, I don't know. I know Valdez got some carries tonight, kind of late, but I doubt it's I doubt, updated. I doubt that put him over the top. Let's see, Valdez. He was. He ended up second. Thirty six carries, two hundred thirty three yards. So he passed uh, Shuck by almost a hundred yards. But it took our second string running back to take over the, the quarterback that hadn't played in six plus weeks till either game 11 or 12 on the season to do it. Um, anyways, that's not. I don't know, man. I just. Uh, the. Feeling after this game. Like I'm. I'm. I, I feel pretty defeated, whipped. Um, and I'm not even like at this point in time. And I know it's tainted, tainted a little bit by, by tonight's outcome. But you, you brought it up looking ahead at the, at the roster for next season. I, I, I have very little optimism for what the offense can do next year. And it was bad this year outside of Brooks 
um, Morton was hurt. It's literally the first play that he got in this season. Um, Shuck was, I believe, mostly healthy when he was in there. Uh, obviously, like he played one snap after he broke his leg, but um, I think for the most part, when he was in, in in the early early part of the season, but like even then, the offense wasn't wasn't great. Um, so I just I don't know, man. I don't know. I was going to – I think the – probably the best game was against one of the worst teams, against Baylor. But you, you look back on that and you think, well, how great was that now? Because they had their own awful beat down today. Or was it them? No, no, nope, nope. They don't play today. I'm getting that mixed up. That was TCU that got – pummeled today by OU 69 to something 69 to 45 yeah and TCU was kind of coming back there for a little bit I think they scored three touchdowns in a row maybe not in a row but they they scored three pretty quickly right after halftime and then yeah OU continued on but they scored 45 points and lost tell me if you've heard that before yeah as a tech fan there were actually uh moments in the game tonight that i was like this feels familiar uh (laughs) there was a play it was like it was late in the game so it was already in hand it's like a third and one third and two or whatever texas snaps the ball and the entire offensive line moves forward four yards there was like they met no resistance it's like great we've given up fantastic <laughs> like there was seven guys they all took like three steps forward and i was like okay yes the game's in hand but like that 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 seals it for me and i i i, I hate to pile on and i i've said that a lot this season when, when things go bad but I, and i still kind of dump on it after that but like as much as we've we we bought into the brand, like you you got it you got to stop saying that shit when 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 your team gets their ass kicked like like they did tonight, and then you like very visibly have given up. Like I've you were I've getting noticed. you were getting defeated and not even like it wasn't even close. Texas had put in walk ons, and they were pushing around your starters. You yes. you beat this team head to head last year. You 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 lost some talent. Like Donovan Smith is not making up 50, 50 points here. That's not the difference. It was attitude tonight, and your receivers not being able to catch a ball, and your offensive corner with his head up his ass. All the things, <laughs> weird I, fluky plays like the blocked punt or the interception, the pick six, like. I hate that. But that was the kind of game you had, like literally everything that could have gone wrong did. Well, and I've, I've noticed the lack of pushing the brand. Have you noticed that? Probably the last six weeks. It seems like I guess the term, fair, yeah. the brand, the, the social media, all of that has just kind of gone away. 
It's like the brand just. What, what are you talking about? What do you mean the brand? I don't know. I don't know what that is. Well, it's this thing y'all created that you told us toughest, most hardworking ad- adversity, something. I don't know. And it's just missing. It's been gone. And I don't mean that metaphorically. I mean, I can't find it. I don't see it. It, it seemed like it was on every every chance they had to advertise it in social media, in flyers, in graphics within Texas Tech Athletics. It was there. The word, the the words, the brand were there, and they're just missing now. And I I think they've purposefully done that because yeah. they know that we're sick of it. And, you know, I mean, like we've pointed out to to their credit, a one in three and a three in five team did make a bowl game. That's not something to sneeze at. But then to just lay an egg like this in front of your quote unquote biggest rival on national television on their way out the door to bigger and better things. And, you know, according to 90% of their fans, they'll never even think a little old Texas tech again. They probably won't. Goodness. And they really might not. They really might not. And, and, but I sure know it meant a lot to them tonight, whether it meant it mattered who they were playing or just the fact that they were reveling in the underdog story and, and your mark being there and all that. I mean, it could have been anybody they were playing and they may have felt the same way, but it was a rivalry game atmosphere, but no one's going to admit it. And yeah, in a few years, they're going to forget that tech was even part of the, the thing that they were in, that they built and then also destroyed. So I'm just, I'm, I'm with you. I think the brand the brand's gone bad for now, and I think they've backed off from it, rightfully so, because what we saw tonight was nowhere near that. That was that was a defense that did all they could until you know a kickoff return, a three and out, and then they just they couldn't do anymore. That was that was who showed up tonight. Yeah, I got nothing else, Michael. I don't either. I. You know, I really enjoyed it. Was it was kind of late, but I enjoyed the fake punt. That was kind of fun. Too bad there were two penalties on it. (laughs) Yeah, only caught that piece of the radio. Yeah, but it was great. It was a. I mean, it would have been a first down by a few yards. It was really well done. Aside from what was it? I think there was an ineligible downfield. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Just a little double whammy there for you. Uh, you know, great couple of intersections, in, intersections, interceptions by Braylon Lux tonight. I'm counting the first one, even though they overturned it. They can. I, I understood. They could what, catch they these hands because he caught that ball, my friend. I don't care I, what they say. I can understand the, them overturning it there. And, um, I, you know, I. I I don't think we've discussed yet that Morton pulled a Mayfield and completely let that pick six just walk waltz in. If if you look at the replay, that's pretty egregious. That wasn't really great. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess he was probably kind of ticked off that 
it was a deflection, but dude, you threw it at his feet. So throw it at the numbers maybe, and he could have caught it. Um, just crap. <laughs> just really, really bad offense. Yes, Texas is good defense. Yes, they are allowing 83 rushing yards per game. That's insane. But Tech was able to get a little bit more than that. Not a whole lot, but they did. They were able to move the ball against that that defense. And credit to Texas, too. It, it's not like I thought Tech was going to come in here and, and, and win this game. I just didn't expect it to be the debut of Arch Manning because it was so one-sided towards the end. And now we're going to be some niche Jeopardy category answer someday in the Arch Manning section. That's it. Let's see what, let's see who we get in the bowl game. Do they decide that this, how soon do they decide that Spencer? Uh, Is it after the championship games? Yeah, that would make sense. So next Sunday. Yeah. So, so we can focus on basketball now. Which, by the way, let me let me give a Lady Raiders update because they are in Vegas. They are playing Rutgers. Oh, it's final. Tech won. Tech won 79-72. So both basketball programs won today. Rovers. Lady Raiders have yet to, to lose. And uh, the men have only lost one after that big comeback win over Northern Iowa. <laughs> I don't understand this basketball team, man. Me neither. And and now I can I'm gonna pay more attention to them and try to understand it, but I don't think I'm gonna get any any further on my analysis there. Uh really quickly, Big Twelve. So we, we talked about the TCU OU game today. Uh that's was the only one played today aside from text game. So tomorrow morning. Saturday, you've got Houston at UCF at 11 a.m., BYU at Oklahoma State at 2.30, West Virginia at Baylor at 6, Kansas at Cincinnati at 6.30, and then Iowa State at Kansas State. Farmageddon is at 7 p.m. So I may, maybe by 7 o'clock, this bad taste of football will have, I will have eaten enough pecan pie and pumpkin pie and whatever else is left in the fridge to get this UT game out of my mouth. And then I'll be ready for some Farmageddon. I think, I think that can happen. I could see that. I don't even know what I'm going to do tomorrow. We're we're running around a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm going to watch probably very little college football and then I'll be out for a while like losing the way this I'm, I'm i'm done with football for a minute <laughs> yeah that, that it weird it's weird how that affects that you just we kind will, of uh, just we'll, kind of ruins everything it just ruins football just in general so i i think we want i, I guess i mean we're headed towards ut and ou facing each other Oklahoma State, for, probably well let's see because all, all, all the Pokes have to do is win. And who do they have? Oh, that's life? right. Because they beat OU. You're right. You're right. So if BYU uh, wins. Houston. You got BYU. Yeah, BYU. Oklahoma State tomorrow. 
But if BYU wins, then then you get the weirdness of some of the tiebreakers. Well, UT Oklahoma State. I think that's who I predicted to be in it last season. <laughs> you were just a year off. I was just I was ahead of my time. I'm pretty um, sure that was it. So yeah, we'll we'll get back into football season uh, and do the preview Basketball. episode the the week of the bowl game. Oh, I see what you mean. Uh, but from here on out, basically, it's going to be basketball. And uh, we'll do. I can't remember what we what we decided on, Michael. But we're going to go down to one episode a week for a minute. Yeah, uh, until conference play. That's what it was. We're, we're going to go to, to one episode a week until conference play, and then we'll do the Tuesday Saturday thing again to get you a preview and instant reaction on the weekend. Or not? Any, well, yeah, we'll get a reaction recap uh, of the week's games, and then get you the preview set up for the upcoming. So, I don't know, man, uh, unless you got anything else, I'm that does it for me. I think, I think I was done like 30 minutes ago, but then I kept finding probably, well, you had sad to keep, things to bring up. You had to keep filling space cause the, the equipment was being stupid. So we, <laughs> we went much longer than we probably would have. If the, it's cause I'm a professional Spencer. I'm a professional broadcaster. Yeah. Um, Anyways, that'll do it for us on the 23 Personnel Podcast. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We will be back on Tuesday for regularly scheduled programming, focusing on the basketball season and trying to make heads or tails about what's going on with them. And looking ahead to that season, so... Again, for Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast. Help us out by subscribing, rating the show, and leaving a review. Follow us on Twitter at 23 Personnel, Spencer at Punt Suck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. Be sure to catch the next episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly. <laughs>